Pokémon. We're like halfway through. I've I've taken all my basic white girl picks. Yeah. Now I just need to get spooked. Well, except for we need to go to Pumpkin Patch. Because I have a list yeah. of white girl picks we need to take to the Pumpkin Patch for our podcast. Yes. The 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 I feel like I haven't really done Halloween except for horror films. Yeah, yeah. Besides the Hocus Pocus like drag show that I did. That was very Halloween y. So yeah. I feel Halloween spirit and I'm just like ready to do it. Yeah. But I feel like other than that I've been like working. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready for us to take those wheelbarrow white girl picks. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so let's just jump into this. Hi. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are your... I'm possessed usually... toasts. There we go. Possessed pussies. Possessed by pussy alcohol. I'm Channa. I'm Corey. And welcome, y'all, to Anyways Has Her Sex Life. So, mm-hmm. we're already drunk. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for like five hours now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to jump into announcements real quick. Get it. And then we're going to go into the faggot facts, boogie scoops, the whole shebang. You know, you're used to this. This is episode 48. Like you've been, <laughs> if you're you, not used to this, go fuck yourself if you're not and listen used to our this, podcast. Start listening to our podcast. Yeah. Okay, so first announcement is... What? Patreon. Patreon, bitch. All right, so next announcement, listener stories. We need a few more. Last week I said 12. I did the math earlier, but I'm drunk. I want to say it's either seven or nine. You said seven. Seven. Okay, uh-huh. we need seven more. We need them by November 1st. Mm-hmm. So send them to us. What you can do is just go to our website, which is ahyslpodcast.com. Send it to us. Or you can go to our Instagram, slide into your into our DMs, whatever is easiest to you. Email us, sext us, whatevs. But send us your supernatural or true crime or sex story or something hilarious. Like pretty much anything you think that we would talk about during this podcast, go ahead and send it to us and we'll and we will talk about it during our listener stories episode, which is episode fifty. Um, we will assume that you want to be anonymous unless you specifically state otherwise. Yep. So boom, there you go. Nice. Next announcement is our $50 Amazon oh, gift yeah. card giveaway. Yes. So the announcement, the um, winner will be announced on December 1st. Um, so this is how you enter. Well, first of all, we all want a $50 Amazon gift card. You can yeah, buy. Who fucking doesn't? You can buy anything from. You can fake, buy almost literally anything. Yeah, fake blood, alcohol, dildos, tobacco. You kind of name it. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So if you want to enter to win fifty motherfucking dollars, all you have to do is boom one one entry equals a rating. Rate a us rating on, equals one entry. Yeah, rate us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever. Send us a screenshot. Boom, one rate one entry. Okay, now if you want two entries, what you would do is you would rate us and leave a review. So doing that would e- so just like screenshot your review, your rating, blah blah blah. Send it to us. Boom. Two entries. 
we will announce the winner on the first episode that is released in December, which I believe is like December 2nd or 3rd. And we will announce the winner on December 1st on Instagram. Yes. So go ahead and do that. Final announcement. Check out our website. Yeah, bitch. We've been working hard. I make I make updates like at least once a week on our website. It is ahyslpodcast.com. I'm super proud of it. Okay, so yeah, go check out our website. It's definitely worth it. And um, the more you guys check out our website and the more you guys like play around with our website, the more people, if they search things like true crime or supernatural podcasts or anyways, is your sex life, the room, things like that, our podcast will pop up. Yeah. Um, so pretty much like the more you guys interact with us, the the more popular our podcast gets. And the more popular our podcast gets, you know, the more episodes we're able to produce, the better quality, things like that. It's like a whole domino effect. So uh, keep on rating us. So keep support on listening us. to us. Support us. And we'll send you titty and dick pics. Yeah. That's all. I'll send you my throbbing cock. My announcements are done. Fact of fact, a go. Okay. So speaking of throbbing cocks. Yes. Um... I'm going to go over, I'm going to do a little quicker one for this, for this, uh, episode because I usually do long ones. Yes. Mine today is a review of common queer Halloween costumes. Cute. So I, I started with queer, but these are basically just like gay ass, you know, like men on man homo like costumes. Okay. Yes. So, um, let's, so we have some really cool one, like basic bitch ones that I'm going to go over. We have skeleton day of the dead ones where, you know, like these, like cool queers that just like wear their skeleton mask and they like do skeleton paint on their faces it's sort of fun they wear a tuxedo and shit like that i don't have pictures of that and we also have like sexy batman and robin that's pretty classic um and spartan costumes that's really big because you can just like basically wear nothing and do like 300 shit yeah yeah show off your body the whole thing oh yeah show off your body all that stuff and then also sexy sailor costumes those are like your basic bitch ones that i, I mentioned here one of the most other basic bitch ones that I totally hate. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate this one. It's the Mario and Luigi. Oh, I fucking hate it. Just so stop. Annoying. Just stop being like, it's like sloppy and it, it it's just in, uninspired and lazy The costume. least creative costume. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're a couple and we're hot. So let's just be Luigi and Mario and make it sexy as possible and show off as much as our body. Yeah. I love the fact that you're showing off as much as your body as possible. Yay. But, like, it's just the most uninspired shit. However, the one that you can see, Chana, that I sent you. So, Chana can see these pictures. I'm on it right now. I'm um, is we have a, the best of all of it that I've seen is there is a leather daddy Mario and Louise, Luigi take on yes. that costume. So, it, it, it's really good. They actually have their full shirts on. But they have, like, harnesses and leather, tight leather pants and boots on. It's actually, like, really fucking hot. It so is. that's but my still take. boring. Um, so continue on, continuing on with some other like classic, uh, gay male costumes. One of them that I found that was actually pretty cool is that a lot of gay men do Mermaid Man and Barnacle okay. Boy from SpongeBob. I was just about to say, Corey, I think you and I should do a Mermaid Man and yeah. Barnacle Boy couple. It's costumes. fucking awesome. This the pick that I have here are like two twink-esque. Maybe one of them is an otter. Totally. Uh, Mermaid Man probably is an otter underneath that orange shirt. I was about to say that guy's for sure. Yeah, but otter. Barnacle Boy's a fucking twink. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a a twink. And, you, and I like it because it's like it's like forty percent sexy, sixty percent just like a Halloween costume. I like it. I think it's very tasteful. It's SpongeBob related, and all of us love it because we're millennials. Like yeah. fuck yeah. 
Like even Zennials love SpongeBob because SpongeBob's just transcendent above time. Okay, Corey, we're gonna be mermaid and Barnacle Boy next year. Yeah, and Barnacle Boy, you can like basically literally just wear a speedo and a red shirt, and that's basically it. Yeah, I love it. Um, then we have the other one. Okay, so one that I found that I really loved was somebody was Ang, <gasps> Fire Nation Ang, and Zuko from uh the last Avatar: The Last Airbender. It was actually really cool. They were a gay couple. The Aang guy was, like, fully dressed in Fire Nation stuff, and the Zuko guy didn't have a shirt. It was really hot. Cute. Yeah, really cool. If you're gay and you don't like um, Avatar Last Airbender, you can go fuck yourself. Are you even gay? Yeah, are you even fucking gay? Um, Okay, next one are Pokemon gays. Let's go into Pokemon gay costumes. Okay, Corey, edit. Okay, (laughs) unedit. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to leave that part in to the reply to your edit so everyone can just wonder what we said. <laughs> you can just revel in that, you bitch. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so um, the one that I have here is a Pikachu Mega Man-esque costume. Ugh. Which I can't even, like, if somebody showed up to the club in this, I'd be like, go you, but, like, also, what the fuck? Also, you're annoying. Yeah, also, you're annoying, because uh, whatever. Okay, so our next one, the Egyptian one, can you see that pic? Yes. Walk yeah, like, that guy's ripped. The yeah. guy on the right is yeah. like body He's goals. fucking ripped. The guy on the left, twink. But so the, the, the right, only funny thing about this, though, is just like basically there are a lot of tasteful Egyptian ones that gays do because you can be as naked as possible while f- putting on like fun jewelry and like fun gold sparkle makeup. That's like gay. That's yeah, like yeah. 100% gay. But the one that I love is like this picture that we have in front of us is one of them's a classic gay pharaoh. The twinkish one. Yeah. He's pretty ripped, too, so he's almost twunkish. And then the one next to him, who's definitely twunkish, is literally just in a furry costume. Like, he's naked with some, like, pharaoh accents, but then he just has a furry head on him that's Anubis. Yeah. That makes him Anubis. His body is so fucking attractive compared to the other guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, way crazy. It's way crazy. It's, like, I don't even understand how he has a body like that. Yeah. I'm going to post a picture on Instagram because it's sh- I'm shooketh to my core. It's shooketh. Okay, so I need you to go down. Okay. Like way far down a couple pages until <gasps> you see unicorns. Do you see the unicorn yeah, guy? Yeah, I, I was about to say unicorn. Look at his dick. Oh my God. <laughs> There's what? a gold penis about as big as a cantaloupe Ew. coming out of his goddamn costume. I hate it. These are my what the fuck situations. Then go down more. Oh my god, that fucking Dorothy! So you no, no, no. Suck, ignore the wi- ignore the yeah. Ignore the Wizard of Oz sluts, like the fucking Circuit Boy sluts. <laughs> Go like- down to the to the the My Little Ponies. Oh my god, why? <laughs> god damn it. So we have those guys. These are what the fucks and ridiculous ones. So we have the the unicorn one and the unicorn penis. That's my what the fucks. Fuck you. And then ridiculous ones. We have Wizard of Oz. Look Which at is that. a shame. Which is like, I looked up Wizard of Oz. If you look up Wizard of Oz gay Halloween. I don't want to. So many people dress up as like slutty Wizard of Oz characters. It's ridiculous. What? It's such a pure fucking movie. I know. It's so fucking like gay. <laughs> These guys are like annoyingly ripped. Yeah, they are annoying. Like the ripped. fact that four people like who the have fucking this scarecrow. Body, like look at the fucking scarecrow guy. Like he could he could fucking shove me against the wall and shove his straw in my ass. He's anytime. beautiful. He's his fucking face? beautiful. Look God at damn his it. Face. Yeah, fucking hell. 
Like, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it's a little extra that they're doing Wizard of Oz. Here's the deal. The fact that four people who have body types like that know each other is outrageous. Oh, yeah. Because they just all just fuck each other. Yeah. It's chill. Crazy. Okay. Also, uh, other ones I saw that I'll to end off with that are ridiculous as fuck are a ton of Native American costumes, reappropriation. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, Also, there is... I saw a ton of up couple costumes where one was the old man and the other one was the, the, I didn't, I don't have pictures of this, but the other one was the little Asian scout boy. Oh, no, And it no, was really no. weird, but no. there were a ton of them. There were a ton no. of them. No, if you watched, you're bad. Yeah, go fuck that yourself. Is like, that is like child That's, porn costumes. Yeah, it's like child porn costumes. Ouch. It was disgusting. No, no, no. Um, and then the last one I saw where it was just 100% you know that meme where it's like a pumpkin with the harness on it and it's like <laughs> gays during Halloween and it's like bat, vampire, uh, power ranger. You know, it, yeah, it's yeah. just literally the same pumpkin with the harness on it. I saw a multiple gay guys that were dressed up in a harness with like black tight leather Speedos. <laughs> but their harness had like the Grecian zigzag outline, you know? Okay, yeah. And that was their costume. Well... <laughs> I'm going to make fun of you. If I saw people like that, I'm like, you're an asshole. Go away. Yeah. Like, it's Halloween. Dress the fuck up. I would just... At least be a goddamn Wizard of Oz costume. Yeah, here's the deal. I'm going to kink shame you if you dress up in shitty costumes or poop on people's be, Just to be hot. Yeah. Like, at least dress up enough so it's like, same, same. Half, half, half. Totally. Yeah. So that's my bitchiness about reviews of Halloween costumes for gays. I love it. Yes. Okay, so my spooky scoop today is about haunted movie sets. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm talking about Ooh. a few. I don't know how many I'm talking about. I didn't count how many I'm talking about. But a good a good number. I'm going to tell you right now. It's interesting, but like not as crazy as you think it would be. Mm-hmm. But also I might be desensitized. So let's just like jump into this, shall we? The first thing I'm going to talk about is Annabelle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was me finishing my Annabelle. Drink. Yep, that was me sucking her pussy. So, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously know that some of Corey and I's favorite horror movies belongs in the Conjuring universe. Yes. Specifically, Conjuring 2 is so fucking good. Goddamn. Now, Annabelle, now the very first Annabelle movie that came out, just a reminder, was just like Annabelle. And then after that was Creation. And then after that was Annabelle Comes Home. Mm-hmm. So for this segment, for this section of my segment, I'm just talking about the first Annabelle movie that came out. Oh, okay. So that's like the middle Annabelle movie. Yes. Just Annabelle. So that's not Creation and it's not Comes Home. It's just straight up Annabelle. So, um. Straight up anal beads. Straight up anal beads. So for starters, director John R. Leonetti reported seeing and taking a picture of, in quotes, three fingers drawn through the dust over a mirror, backlit by the moon. Three fingers equals demons, obviously. And specifically in Annabelle, they talk about three a lot, which we reviewed in episode 45. Go listen to it. Yep. Um, The next thing they noticed on the set, which is the last thing I'm going to talk about with the Annabelle set. So producer Stephen Safran, he said during an interview, and I'm just going to quote him directly from the interview. In quotes, we shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown, and we had some funky stuff going down. In particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, 
we brought the demon. Okay, in like some context here, this is the actor who's playing the demon. Yeah, that's attached to the animal doll. Yeah, they obviously did not get a real demon. Uh, if you don't know the demon, I'm talking about. They like calling doll. all demons. <laughs> okay, actually, like the makeup that like the the demon in the animal movie was obviously the creepiest point. They did a good job with the makeup. So anyways, so this fucking demon was like rolling up on the elevator. So he walks out and he walks around to the green room where we're holding the talent and the talent in acting terms is like the other actors and shit. Um, and just as he walks under a giant glass huh. light fixture, um, it's, Oh, hold on. Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to reread this because the, I think they cut out some parts. Yeah. I just got this from the website. Okay. So we shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown and we had some funky stuff going down. In particular, the first day that the demon, obviously the actor who's dressing up as the demon, um, was shooting in full makeup. We brought the demon up in an elevator. He walks out and walks around the green room to where we're holding the talent and the talent in Hollywood language is just other actors. Um, and just as he walks under a giant and just as he walks under a giant glass light fixture is being followed by the actor playing the handyman of the building. And all of a sudden, the entire glass light fixture falls down <gasps> on that actor's head. What the fuck? Um, and in the script, this is the creepy part, in the script, the demon kills the janitor in the hallway with the light fixture. What the fuck? It was super freaky. So pretty much what happened in the script was replicated in real life. It was trying to be replicated in real life, yeah. Okay, the next movie set we're going to talk about is The Nun. <gasps> Ooh, what happened? So director Corin, Corinne Harney, um, he claims to have seen two motherfucking shadow people. Ooh, what? So while filming a sequence in the narrow hallway of a real-life Romanian castle, Corin stepped into a room to allow the camera to pass. When he entered the room, he saw two men in all black sitting at the back of the room. Fuck he that. just assumed that they were crew members because there were crew members everywhere while they were filming. This is a this is a Hollywood blockbuster film movie set. Yeah. So he didn't acknowledge them because he didn't want to ruin the shot and he wanted them to be able to finish the shot. After they were done with the shot, how many times can I say shot? Jesus Christ. Shot. Um, he shot, turned shot, around shot, to, shot, to talk shot. to the two figures to like to talk about the movie, the shot, things like that. The shot. But when he turned around, no one was there. Ooh. Now, in a room with only one way to go in and one <gasps> way to go out, Ooh. the director was sufficiently freaked out. Yeah. Okay, next. That is- sort of adds to the whole like spoilers for the nun if you have not seen the nun please do not listen to the next 30 seconds um where the whole thing where uh vera famiga's younger sister she yeah, thinks that the up. nuns are there but they're really not because <gasps> they're all ghosts oh Ooh. it's so freaky okay um the next is the conjuring yeah so joey king who was one of the kids in the first conjuring movie um she kept on finding bruises all over her body <gasps> no. throughout filming, even though she did not do any of her stunts or do not, she did not do anything that required bruising whatsoever. But like every single time she filmed a scene, she would just find more and more bruises on her body. Ooh. Just like the mom in the conquering <gasps> one. Yeah. Now Vera Farmiga, she also saw like she turned on her computer one day and there was like a digital claw mark across her computer screen. What? 
And then she and when she was filming scenes for the conjuring one, she would continuously get bruises all over her thighs. What the fuck? I know. And then whenever they would film in like the artifact room for the Warrens, there was a wooden pig that they had there <gasps> that kept on changing around and getting moved around the room. <gasps> and the final thing that I thought Corey would kind of find a little bit fun. Yeah. So James Wan. Yeah. So, you know, daddy of modern day horror. Yeah. Um, he brought out his iPad to show the cast like a point for the movie. And he could not like no matter how many times he scrolled, he could not scroll past insidious pictures. Oh, <gasps> I know. What the fuck? I know. That's creepy. Isn't that scary? Oh, my God. Like they would always he would keep scrolling and they'd be insidious pictures. Yeah. Because. <gasps> Insidious is terrifying. Isn't that? That's the most terrifying movie ever. I saw it and I was like, Corey's gonna have fun. They get it so perfectly. Yeah, Insidious is a good time. Jesus okay, Christ. next movie set is Poltergeist. So yes. on set, they used real skeletons instead of fake ones because yes, it's daddy. cheaper. Um, so weird shit happened like all the fucking time on set. Yeah. But what is really freaky is what happened after. So Will Sampson, he is one of the actors um he died from kidney transplant Uh, so pretty much what i'm gonna do right here because i'm gonna name off list off a ton of names these are people who are either actors in the movie or part of the production team in the movie there's gonna be a lot of names kind of thrown your way okay starting back from the top will sampson died from a kidney transplant julian beck died from stomach cancer Heather O'Rourke died at the age of 12 due to cardiac arrest and septic shock. Dominique Dunn was strangled to death by her boyfriend. And in 2009, an actor who played a construction worker in the original film was chopped up into pieces by an ex-convict. No. Yes. Chana's lying. So, like, those, like, six people I just listed who were involved in the movie got, like, brutally killed or murdered or died after the movie was released. Yeah. So, continuing on, so Rosemary's Baby and the Exorcism yes. also had a lot of weird deaths from either actors or members of the production team. But if you just, like, Google it, there's, like, I mean, there's... Oh, a, yeah, there's tons of shit. There's yeah. so many weird... There's so much weird shit. Like, yeah. oh, two months after the movie died, six production producers died, shit yeah. like that. Um, but they weren't, like, crazy enough for me to actually go into detail with. But people died. Okay, the next People movie died. is The Possession. So this Ooh. one's like basic shit. So like light bulbs would randomly explode during filming. There would be cold drafts. There would be orbs in the film. Basic, 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 basic. So like think is of all Is this your- the one, like the 1960s or 70s one? Ooh, you know what? I don't know that answer. Or 80s one? I have yet to see The Possession, but we need to see it. It's like a classic film, but I think it's I think it's foreign. Let's watch it. Yeah. But crazy shit up and happening. Yeah. Okay, next one is Amityville Horror. Yeah. So, like, the original just had, had, like, one scary thing. Like, the main actor dude, when he got the script, he was, like, a big skeptic. And so he was reading through the script, like, kind of just, like, you know, being cool, like, whatever. whatever. Yeah. This is shit. And then he got to this, like, specific scene. And he won't talk about what scene it was. <gasps> And then jeans from his from his closet just got like ripped from the hanger and just fell to the floor, <gasps> and he was like shocked and he couldn't even breathe because he was so scared. And so then he decided to do the movie. But for the remake, yeah. that would make you decide to not do the movie. But for the remake, Ryan Reynolds, who mm-hmm. was in like what two thousand five or Four whatever or five, year it came out yeah. with, 
He claims to have consistently woken up at 3.15 in the morning every single day that they were on set. Ew. And then the last scary thing about Amityville Horror is they actually discovered a body near the boathouse where they were filming. What the fuck? Like They were like in the middle of filming and someone found a fucking body. That's ridiculous. I know. Okay. And the last thing, the last movie I'm going to talk about is The Omen. Yes. So everything I'm about to mention is like directly taken from Screen Rant, which is the most reliable source of anything. Totally reliable. But um, I'm just going to read it like in quotes from the website because I tried rewriting it and I was like, whatever. I'm just going to read it straight. So to start off, the original star of the film, Gregory Peck, and executive Mark Newfield, both traveled in planes to the set, and the planes were two different planes were struck by lightning. What the fuck? Later on, Peck shot himself in the head what? right before shooting was set to start. What? Next thing, one scene was filmed at a zoo, which focus on which focuses on the reactions of baboons. These baboons were so wild that an animal trainer had to be brought on set, but the animal trainer died the next day after a tiger lost control and devoured its head. No. Next thing is 13,500 feet of film was randomly corrupted for no fucking reason. It was the largest loss of film in, like, Hollywood history. What? Like, no one knew why it was corrupted. No one could figure out. Like it said, it caused the entire production team just to cry because they had to reshoot, like, a quarter of the movie, essentially. What the fuck? And they don't know why. And specifically, specifically the scenes, like, you know, like, the reveal scene of the Antichrist and, like, the birthmark scene, like, all that uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. All of, like, the super scary scenes had to be reshot. Anything that, like, involved... Involved satanic shit? Yeah. It had to be reshot. It was corrupted for no reason. Um, Multiple people on the team or actors were killed. For example, a stuntman was randomly mauled to death by wild dogs on set. What the fuck? I know. There's, like, a bunch of little shit like that. But the last thing I'm going to talk about with The Omen is one of the special effect technicians. His name was John Richardson. He got into an, a car accident one month after the film was released, and he survived, but his passenger, Liz Moore, was completely beheaded in the car accident. So moral of the goddamn Damn. motherfucking story is don't fuck with demons. Don't fuck with Because in almost every single one of these that I looked up, someone fucking died. <laughs> 20 minutes after we did three ritual games. Don't fuck with demons. Don't fuck with demons. Yeah. Okay, so mine today, um, we Chan and I sort of like, you know, got got our little our genitalia together <laughs> and decided. <laughs> yeah, we we fucked. <laughs> we fucked and decided that <laughs> we would do uh, multiple stories into each of our little things. Ooh, on. we're Yay. so cute. <laughs> um, so mine today is on three haunted castles because I wanted <gasps> oh to God. stay like gothic and like super quintessential Halloween shit. And mine's know? on three scary Halloween murders. Yes. So, oh my god, that makes me want to like eat booberry like cereal and count chocula. But I'm also drunk. Cute. (laughs) I want that. Okay, so let's go to the first castle. The first castle is called the Fraser or Frasher Castle in Scotland. I pronounced that incorrectly because I'm not Scottish, sadly, because if I went to Scotland, I would just get HIV because all of those men are hot as fuck. That's true. 
Very hot. Okay. So Thank let's you. go to some, all these castles. We're going to do some history really quick. I'm going to breeze through the history actually pretty quick and then get into the hauntings. Okay. Okay. So this is the Fraser or the Fraser castle, castle <laughs> in Scotland, whatever. I pronounce it like 18 different ways. It's chill. Okay, so the construction of the castle began in eighteen in not eighteen in fifteen seventy five by the Lord of Fraser, Michael Fraser, on the foundations of the earlier tower of an earlier towel. God, this is gonna be difficult. This is gonna be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This is yeah. On the foundations of an earlier tower that was just erected. But then the entire nice. castle was completed in 1636. Okay. Okay. Um, it was again modernized in the late 1700s to sort of fit how it looks today. If you want to look up the F R A S E R castle in Scotland. Okay. Fraser. The castle was owned by various branches of the Fraser Fraser family <laughs> until 1921, when it was bought by the first uh, Viscount Cowdy Cowdry for his son. The Honorable Clive Pearson. Same. <laughs> Everyone is so extra in early times. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But they had a lot of money, so go them. You um, know, if I had a lot of money, I would totally be like Countess Channel. Oh, no, yeah. I'd be like fucking Duke of <laughs> Suck My Ass. <laughs> like, yeah. Duke of Suck My Motherfucking Asshole. Suck My Motherfucking Asshole, I'm rich. Pop just assholes. I'm richer than you, Corey George Martin. Corey, a.k.a. George Martin. <laughs> Corey Dewey, a.k.a. George, George Motherfucking Martin. Motherfucking rich-ass Martin. <laughs> It'd be like the longest shit, like Khaleesi from fucking Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, she's like, oh, I am the the unchained, the chain breaker, the mother of dragons, Khaleesi. Yeah. Tar- Daenerys Targaryen, <laughs> fuck my clit with bitches. I'm fucking hair. awesome. I have dragons. Fuck yeah, you. I'm about to go evil on your ass. <laughs> Khaleesi. With zero character development. But hey, I'm Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so long story short, that shit happened. It was built. Um, and the house is known for having. <laughs> I, I barely can't. even know what just happened because I'm just only thinking about Game of Thrones now. Everyone's like, what? You, it's a fucking castle, guys, okay? So, like, it's all fucking... you need to know is someone built it and shit. It was in the 1500s. Yeah, Fuck literally you. built in the 1500s. The fucking castle. It's uh, known for having secret stairways, trap doors, and spy holes. Yeah, obviously it's haunted. Like, what else? Who... Spy holes sounds so ridiculous. Spy holes? If I was a Charlie's Angel, I would call my vagina spy holes. <laughs> You want to fuck my spy you hole? You want to fuck my spy hole? Like, I hope Kristen Stewart went up to her girl and was like, yo, want to put your finger on my spy hole? Re- okay, new goal. Redo entire life so we can actually get into the FBI or CIA. And then we just call our fucking, or my ass and your, your fucking vagina. My, f- spy hole. Yeah, we're going to have to scratch out all of our acid, molly, shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and just to get my pussy with the name Spyhole. Spyhole. I'm gonna create. I'm gonna be an amateur porn star. Oh my god. And my name's gonna be Spyhole. Yes. <laughs> my Instagram <laughs> handle is gonna be Spyhole. Spyhole. Okay, so let's get in the haunting of this goddamn place. Of the Spyhole. Okay, it's a Spyhole. It's fucking Scotland. It was made in the 1500s. The okay. Scottish Spyhole. You need to know more. 
Fuck whatever this castle is called. Fuck it. It this, is now called the Scottish, Scottish Spy Hole. <laughs> okay, so the Fraser Castle or the Fraser Castle Scott, is most hole. famous for a ghost of a princess Ooh. who is staying at the castle. Ooh. I think I believe in the 1600s to so the 17th century. Um, who slept in what is known as the green room? So according to the legend, her body was, or she was fucking killed. Okay. <laughs> While she was sleeping in the green room. Not funny. And then her body was dragged down the <gasps> long tower staircase, the Ew. winding tower staircase, outside into the woods <gasps> where her bloody trail ends, just disappears the second it gets to the tree line. Oh my God. Yeah. Like literally they could like distinctly see this blood trail. The second it gets to the trees, it's gone. It's like that bitch I talked about that disappeared from her home. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Um, so it is believed, um, or so it's believed that the, uh, you know, people were like, oh shit, this fucking happened. This is crazy and a little spooky that it dispe- disappeared at the tree line. And nothing was seen to be like supernatural or scary until when the servants started scrubbing the blood trail, they couldn't get it out. It was <gasps> still there and it seemed fresh. Like they would scrub it and look at it and it would still look wet and fresh and moist and wet in her spooky. pussy, her stairway pussy. Um, they would scrub it. It wouldn't go away. So they eventually got so sick of it that they actually covered the like, you know, stone wood floor, the stone flooring with wood panels so that the blood would go away. Damn. And that's the only way they could do it. And that's how hardwood was invented. And that's how hardwood was invented <laughs> by bloody pussies. Bloody puss. So visitors to the hole. castle and members of the staff have heard ghostly piano music as well. Voices and whispers, basic bitch shit. And uh, that have been heard echoing down empty hallways. Witnesses have also seen the ghost of Lady Blanche Drummond, who Oof. died in 1874, who is unrelated to the princess that I just mentioned. Okay. She appears in a long black gown. Fuck yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Like, fuck yeah. I hate when they're like the lady in white. I'm like, I want to be in a fucking black ass gown. I would like have wings for no reason. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I would be the most extra. I would have, like, fireworks coming out of my asshole. Uh-huh. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> out of my spy hole. So the lady <laughs> the lady Blanche Germain, uh, she died in 1874. She appears with a long black gown. Uh, her ghost has been seen in the castle grounds just walking around outside and also on the same staircase. <gasps> that, that That bitch was drugged down. So, yeah. so um, the kitchen staff has awful reported hearing the sound of children laughing, singing, and then they, when they go to look to see what happened, they find uh, nothing going on around the corner. Ew. Yeah. Like so that's the fucking um, Fraser Fraser Castle. My whole you castle. Call it. I, it's Scottish accent, so Fraser. I I think Fraser. Oh, I couldn't do that. But I don't want to decide because I'm probably wrong. Okay, the next one. We have the Dragsholm Castle in Denmark. Ooh, yeah. the Draghole. The Draghole Castle. Okay, so this drag hole castle, um, it was originally built around 1215. Damn, that was a fucking long ass time ago. I, I like- 1215? Y'all, like, we, we just take it so much for granted that, like, people actually existed. Like, they shat in holes and, like, died of the, f- of the cold. And, like, believed that, like- like we believe that demons existed, but, but like they fucking they really fucking really believe that demons existed. Like after seven PM, like demons were fucking fucking them. Yeah, they were like fucking outside, like just 
you know, shitting in the street. And here's the deal. Know. Like, any woman that was single was automatically a, a witch. witch. Yeah. So, like, this is a bad you time. You were married by 21. You're a fucking witch. Like, you couldn't be a feminist at this time or you'd be a fucking witch. You had your own ideas about things. Fuck You're you, a fucking witch. witch. Yeah. Like, I don't I need, don't get it. Like, 12, like, the 1215. What? what? What the fuck? Like uh, that's like uh, like the fourth crusade or fifth crusade that <laughs> happened by then. Not even all like thirteen or fifteen or whatever. Like Mormonism doesn't <laughs> didn't even exist yet. Yeah, what the fuck? What a good time. I wish yeah. I was alive pre Joseph Smith. Yeah, like I don't even think the Bible, the Gutenberg Bible, was printed by then. Shit. No, definitely not. So what was what not was happening in twelve fifteen? Okay, I don't. There was like the medieval age, the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages. So like. Okay. Yeah, it's the, definitely the Dark Ages. Ooh. The Renaissance happens in the late 1400s, early so, 1500s. So, like, really spooky-ass art was happening right now. Yeah, some, like, spooky-ass shit was going on. Like, everyone had ghosts in their blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ghosts in their blood. Cocaine was given out freely. Yeah, everyone was, like, fucking ghosts. <laughs> so, the Dragholm Slot. Slot. Some scholar. I didn't make that up. The Dragholm Slot. Some like some like historical scholar is listening to our podcast right now and being like, like every single piece of information he said was wrong. No, I'm pretty sure the late 1400s and early 1500s is the Renaissance. Yeah, everything I... before then is the goddamn medieval ages, dark ages. Oh, I thought of a really good spooky scoop. Ooh, what? And I'll say it now. Yeah, I'm gonna go through medieval torture <gasps> devices. Yes, do it. That might even be good case file. You could do an entire episode about that. I really could. Yeah. Oof. Okay, I'm going to do an episode on it. Future yeah. Chama, remember that. Yeah, bitch. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. leaving this in. Anyways, go okay. on. Okay, so um, the Dragholm Slot is one of the oldest secular buildings in Denmark during the Middle Ages. Oh, we were right. The <gasps> building was modified from the original place to a fortified castle. Ooh. Uh, the connection, Um. yeah, I don't even read this part. Okay, basically, history, history, history notes that I added that I thought were cool personally, but like when it translates to y'all listening to me, it's just like whatever, Corey. Go read a motherfucking book. Go read a motherfucking book. Just go read fucking wiki, okay? Go Um, listen to your history teacher. Basically, after it was made in the 1500s or or mid-1600s, it goes through some reformations or or renovations. There's towers added. They're pretty cool. Um and in from 1536 to 1664, the Dragholm, or what we say Draghole Castle, was used as a prison for noble and ecclesiastical prisoners. So basically what happens in this area of, of Denmark and shit like that. Are we in Denmark? Yeah, we're in Denmark. Okay, cool. I forgot. There's three different, there's Scotland, Denmark, and then I think Ireland, the next one. Spoilers. Cool. Um, so basically what happens is there's like the Reformation that happens where Catholicism is like, you know... Uh, takes over and it's like, hey, everything is about the Catholics now. Fuck everything else. Or I think the other way around. We'll see in a second. I forget. Um, (laughs) By the way, someone was saying, yelling something about Jesus. Yeah, somebody was like, your Jesus is wrong. My Jesus is right, basically. Just like basic shitty christian stuff yeah either someone said like yo i'm more christian than you or someone's like yo i'm more christian than you exactly (laughs) exactly um so in the large tower at the northeast corner of the medieval castle prison cells were made and equipped with toilets and windows depending on the prisoner's crime so if they were worse they didn't have windows or they didn't have toilets okay Corey, what would be worse no windows or toilets no window 
I agree. Yeah. You can shit out of a window. Yeah, I, yeah, I can shit in a fucking corner as long as I can look out a fucking window. Because th- that would psychologically yeah. drive me insane because I wouldn't know if it was night or day. Yeah, that'd be worse. A window would be way worse. I could shit in a corner or out the window all I want. But yeah. the wind- I need the window to be able to look to see what time of day it is. Exactly. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, uh, in 1694... Um, drag, drag hole castle was sold to a nobleman, Frederick Christian Aldler, um, and the, and, and then finally rebuilt as the Baroque style castle that we see today. Um, there's also other shit that doesn't matter. I'll look over it. It's fine. Um, we're going to go back to that time where from 1536 to 1664. So about 130 years where this castle was a prison. We're going to get back to that because duh haunting. Yeah. Cause like, okay. So, Today, the castle remains intact, but Ooh. the interior of the castle has been subject to many restorations and modernizations over the year. The most m- recent major renovation took place in after after World War One, and basically is just like there's tons of ballrooms and shit like that. I think you can visit this place now and like look at this cool shit and stuff like that. You know? So go have fun in Denmark. Okay, so let's get in the haunting because yes. fuck all that real shit. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. Okay, so. Um, many of the ghosts are believed to be from the prisoners of, and staff during the 100 to 130 years that from the 1530s to the 16 somethings, 50s or something like that, where this was a prisoner of war camp, basically. That that makes sense. Yeah. So we're going to go over four different people. The first one is called the Mad Squire. The second one is just James Hepburn, like Audrey Hepburn, but James Hepburn. It's Aubrey Hepburn. And then the last two are the white lady and the gray lady. Ooh. Ooh. Racism. Racism. Okay, so the first guy, the Mad Squire, um, he was known as Elger Brockenhaus. He's a real guy. You can look him up on Wikipedia. It's totally fine. It's chill like that. Um, He is known for when he was put into this prison that he wrote all these crazy just like memoirs and just crazy um, diatribes against the Catholic Church, I believe. Good for him. Oh, this is it wasn't Catholic. Everything was changing from Catholic Catholicism to Lutheranism Mm. because that's like when everything happens to like. When we were talking about the Pendleton witches, yeah, where like the places out in the country were still Catholic, but then they would adopt like weird, like you know, um, witch shit and stuff like that. Anyways, okay, so um, basically, this guy like writes all the these like crazy diatribes against the Catholic Church. And is like, hey, um, me too. I'm going crazy and shit like that. Fuck the Catholic Church, shit like that. He's like, P.S. They touch little boys, and everyone's <laughs> like, nah. Everyone's like, that's not real. And then like, flash forward to like sometime in like what, sometime in 2000s. the early 2000s when yeah. that whole thing happened in Chicago or when, Detroit. When yeah. like suddenly you're like, oh shit, yeah, they do touch the little boys. And they do touch the little boys, that and we was... still like ignore it. But then it like every five years, a whole big thing happens again. Yeah. So you know, go yeah. go this guy. He's ahead of his time. Yeah, go fucking Idler <laughs> Brockenhaus. Yeah, go Brockenhaus. Yeah, go Brockenhaus. You fucking talked about how they touch the little boys. Yeah, fuck you. I mean, go you. Go you. <laughs> And maybe fuck you. I don't know. I don't if know you're hot, fuck yet. you. Yeah, if, but like, if you have chest hair and you want to like throw me against yeah, the wall, if you and have talk fucking about, beard, goddamn. Yeah, if you want to be like fuck God and like throw me against the wall, oh, God, yeah, yes, then fuck God. Hasidiga Ibowai. Yeah. Um. So basically, you can still hear his ramblings and like crazy, like him basically hot. going crazy while he's locked away, echoing through this castle. You know that reminds me. There's this hilarious meme about the new Joker movie. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. 
We'll go watch it in theaters. You can spoil it through this. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay not going because it. it's still in theaters. People listen to this. I can't spoiler it. Oh, true. It, and this is not a spoiler. It's just a meme about the movie. Go see it in theaters, Corey, because it's literally not worth seeing outside of no, theaters. No, agree. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, But there's like a really funny meme going around where it's like me watching the Joker and like an actress's. <laughs> Like, I can fix him. <laughs> like, because <laughs> every fucking white girl thinks we can fix every I can broken do it. guy. I can make him good. And so that reminds me of the guy you're talking about. Because he's a little it. crazy and like, I can fix him. I can fix him. <laughs> he my, sees the truth. With my love and pussy, I can <laughs> fix him. Okay, so now we're on to James Hepburn. So Audrey Hepburn's great, 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 great uncle. Yeah, yeah. That's, cla- that's truth. <laughs> that's history. <laughs> that's fact. <laughs> we just did some genealogy. <laughs> We just did, I like literally took four hours, went to historyfuckyourmom.com. Yeah, yeah. And slash fuck your mom. <laughs> History backslash fuckyourmom.com. <laughs> this is Audrey Hepburn's great, 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 great uncle, allegedly. Yeah, slash fuckyourmom.com. <laughs> so, um, it, it, he is the third husband of Mary, Queen of the Scots. Fuck yeah, nice. girl. And he, dried, he died at Drag Hole. This is the castle still over. Dragon hole my yeah. puss. So after he was captured in Norway in 1573, um, he was imprisoned at Draghole. Lesin says that he and his captors gave him just enough, or sorry, his captors gave him just enough food and water to keep him alive, and then tied him to a pillar and Shit. left him to die. Ah. It is said that he went mad. Um, from sev- uh, 1576 and then died in 1577. For, so for two years, he's just tied to a fucking pillar, fed and watered like the most minimum you could think of just to stay alive while he just like his mind deteriorated for two straight years. So he for sure haunted the place. Yeah, so he's fucking haunting <laughs> wherever he's fucking dying. Like same, bro. That would haunt the shit out of that place. Oh, totally. <laughs> um. People can see him either walking around the courtyard or they can hear him echoing from the cha- uh, like dungeons below. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. There's also one one account that I didn't really find connected to the story at all, but people visitors have heard of the hooves of horses beating on the cobbled yard of this Ooh, castle that somehow wow. pertained to him. I don't know how though. I really like tried to look for this. Um and I like really couldn't find out why it's because it's just scary I, I i don't know yeah maybe it's just like the internet trying to make things more spooky i i just don't know okay so just like deal with it just you know go watch fucking young frankenstein okay Fun. <laughs> so now we have the white lady and the gray lady Ooh, racism yes i'm just kidding it's probably so, not racist. um the white lady her name is known as a selena bowles in that she was a daughter of the bulbs family bulbs sorry bulbs family bulbs. of nobles selena uh fell in love with a commoner uh, who <laughs> basically it. worked at the castle and then her family mm-hmm. was like hey you need to stop falling in love with this dude because he's not of noble oh my blood. god it's the romeo and juliet situation. oh my god yeah almost and she's just like hey like he's fucking hot like yeah. he, he has fucking hair on his chest Fuck yeah he's uncut. just like these lo- uncut as fuck he has these like long black wall. locks going <laughs> down his hair what he's patrick wilson and insidious too yeah like, like with black hair, oh, all like stern and hairy. <gasps> oh, my oh my god! And he yell, he's like she yell. He yells at me and like just throws me against the wall and just but makes yells me at feel me good. just like enough. Like this isn't abuse. This oh is no, sh- yeah, this is like yeah. He's like take off your clothes, and yeah. I'm like okay. Yeah, it's like welcomed sternness. He's like Donald. He's Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Fuck>. Um. So <laughs> basically. <laughs> 
Where am I? We should be. <laughs> I'm so oh lost my God. in this fantasy. We should be. You should be Don Draper, and I should be Peggy for Halloween. Oh my God! No, we're gonna be the Conjuring next year. We're gonna year. be Ed and Lorraine. Moore. I'm gonna actually shave my goddamn beard, and I'm gonna for the first time in four years scissor a picture of Veer for Mika. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. The whole time we were watching Conjuring one at our queer horror nights, I was like, "Oh my god, Vera Farmiga, I love her." She oh my god, she's beautiful. She is the most underrated. Okay, she's she the most, is. She's the most. Her and Amy Adams, yeah. are the two most underrated actresses in Hollywood. Yeah, the fucking end. If you disagree, fuck you. Go, go, stop listening to our podcast. Don't tell us. Don't tell other people you listen to our podcast. I think like Amy <laughs> Adams and Vera Farmiga are the two celebrities, where, and Drew Barrymore. Like, those are the three celebrities where I think I would legitimately cry. Yeah, if I met them. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, my God. And she would be such a sweetheart. If I She's saw like... her in real life, I would probably start crying. Yeah. Like, I would, no exaggeration, totally. I would start crying. And then she would be like, let's just drink wine and do yoga. And then yeah. I would cry even harder. Yeah, I love Drew Barrymore. I love her so much. I love her. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> I don't even know where you were to begin with. Okay, everyone, let's go back to a crazy-ass, spooky Denmark castle, Baroque-style Denmark castle. We've had, like... Denmark? I thought we were on to the third story. No, we're not. <laughs> um, oh, God. I'm yeah, that's sorry, in Austria. Sorry. That's in Austria. We're I'm almost so there. Okay, so the white lady, this bitch, her name was Celine Dion. Oh, yeah, Celine Dion from Titanic was this girl. Yeah. Her father, Celine Dion, she was basically in love with this, like, worker dude that was, like, really hot. Patrick Wilson with dark, curly, yes. long locks. Um, yes. Beautiful ass. Um, <laughs> and uncut. She's like, hey, he has a beautiful ass and he's uncut. And the family's like, but he's not of royal blood. And she's like, well, fuck, I'm going to get my pussy plowed by him. Yeah, yeah. So she does. Yeah. And so- she gets pregnant Ooh. because, you know, there is no Planned Parenthood at this time. Ah, uh, what a shame. Because <laughs> um, it's like literally the early 1900s, I think. Side note, 1900s. donate to Planned Parenthood if you haven't. Okay, going please. back to you, Corey. Yeah, please. In the 1930s, workmen Ooh. are where I think I skipped. Sorry, I've been distracted by all of this hot ass shit we've been talking about. I'm just thinking about Patrick Wilson throwing me against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Is he married? I don't know. If I don't want to know. If he's not, I'm sorry, Jordan. But if he rolled up to me, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck, Corey, we're having a weird threesome tonight. <laughs> I would call you and be like, I'm yeah. sorry, you have to do with my vagina because uh-huh. we are having a threesome. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll just like aid him like <laughs> midsummer. I'll be like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll just be licking out his asshole while he fucks you. There we go. Where <laughs> for me goes in the corner like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, I'm up for this, but what the fuck? Amy Adams, Drew Barrymore are there for no reason. Just cause, just as our support group. Yes. Okay. So basically people uh have said that her like when her family figured out that she was um her father specifically figured out that she Pragers. had like gotten Pragers and stuff like that she was imprisoned in one of the castle Whoa. dungeons. So this was like considered to be okay from the legends that I see online from all of the six source uh no that's a lie four sources that I got this all this story from all of them could say that this is real. Everybody Ooh. thought that this was a fake legend, but in the 1930s, workmen repairing the plumbing of the <gasps> drag hole castle discovered a skeleton <gasps> imprisoned in a wall in <gasps> the dungeons. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Right? What the fuck? 
so eyewitnesses say that the that at night the la- white lady walks about the castle looking for her lover <gasps> and occasionally moans in sorrow because she hasn't yet found him. Oh my god! Isn't that sad? Okay, so last one is really quick before we get on to my third and final, you know, you know, penetration. Yeah. Okay, so um, the gray lady. She was a like a person who worked at the drag hole. She was just like a servant. Um, however, one day she arrived at work and she had a super bad toothache. And uh, for some reason, the owner of the place or whatever Duke or whatever was like there, he was like, oh, my God, are you OK? And she was like, no, I have a fucking toothache. And so she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to like he's like, oh, my God, let's like let's help you and get rid of this toothache toothache. And she was like, oh, my God, that's really kind because you don't need to do this because like OSHA doesn't exist. And like, <laughs> you know, it's fucking medieval ages. Yeah. And she was like, thank you so much. And he was like, no probs. And then she dies like the next day mm. um, in the castle. How, how convenient. Um, so it is said that she haunts the halls of the drag hole um, castle eternally looking to perform good deeds and aids those aids aid those that visit the castle because she like is so thankful for that duke taking care of her the day before she died hmm. so that's the gray lady not spooky okay um so my fi- third and final thing so we have a lot of history but i knew that i'd probably be done with history but i got to this time so y'all are probably done um so basically this place was probably built in 19 or in 11 91 <gasps> i okay again <laughs> what was like <sighs> what was going on like okay here's my question for you what what year did the bubonic plague happen i think later in like the 12 i i don't know remember because i did the whole thing on the poveglia island you did and we talked about the eight the dates i think i believe it's after this because i think the first crusades happened in this century in the 1100s i think the first crusades happened during here real how I do don't, people? I don't get it. Okay, so like, what's real? Is God real? Is existence real? Is history real? Okay. Or did it just like straight white men make it up? Just Who like knows? take out technology and whatever like the luxuries we have for today. Like I can't even comprehend life. I don't. In the 1100s. I don't know. Like, let let me look up what happened in the 11th century. They're gonna be like, well, it's 1100, so it'd be tw- the 12th century. Uh, thank you. Right. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that's a good history question. How come when it's... 12th the, century Wikipedia. When it's the 1100s, how can we call it the 12th century? Because the first century was the 0 to Oh, so we don't say 0 century. Yeah. yeah, you don't say 0 century. That's why it's... That's like whenever I say like, hey, this happened in the 1700s, which is the 18th which century. Is, I just do that for people who don't pay attention to history. Okay. Middle English becomes a thing. What the hell? In the eleven, the twelfth century, I, in the eleven hundreds. Oh my god! Like not even English happened yet. Gothic architecture begins in France. So like, sh- like people were like shitting on each other in in the eleven. Inventions. <laughs> a Chinese. Okay, let me look at this. The first record of windmills. <laughs> So this castle had the state of the art fucking windmill in the in the goddamn front lawn. The Christian notion of purgatory is defined. Sick. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> Holy so the, so the 12th shit. century, aka 1100s, scary. Oh, and for all you English peeps out there, on August 1st 
of 1100, Henry I is crowned the king of England. Okay, I don't really care about that. They're like, shit, we're English, but we don't know about what happened in the fucking 1100s. So... Windmills. Windmills (laughs) were just invented. Were just invented. And here we are talking in this, like, apartment building with our laptops and microphones and, like, my vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) I have dildos next to us. It's true. Yeah, like, holy shit. The windmills were just, they just rolled up. Some (laughs) motherfucker invented a windmill. They're like, yo. (gasps) The third crusade happened in 1189. Okay, so we were wrong earlier. No, but the first crusade, when I'm looking this up, because I. Well, apparently the crusades happened before windmills existed. Holy shit. Didn't know that. Okay, that checks me. Shit, there is there a drunk history episode about this? We would be fun guests on we would drunk be history. Fun guests. We should be the fun guests. We could be a combined Yo, episode. I was oh yeah, bitch. I was <laughs> fucking right. Okay, actually I was wrong. Okay. The eleventh century, but nine so uh, ten ninety six to ten ninety nine. So just about the twelfth century is the first the, crusade. The first happened. crusade. Yeah. Okay. What could we do our drunk our combined drunk history episode on? Something spooky. So like I would like to do like the Pendleton witches. Yeah, yeah. Or something about witches. We could do the Salem witch trial pretty yeah, easily. That together. would be fun too. Yeah, I'd be That'd like, be bitch. I still need to do that. But how I'm, do we I might contact drunk history to be in it? I don't know. They contact us. No. I mean, they had like Audrey Plaza on it. Yeah, but we we could be on drunk but history. But she she was one of the biggest ones. We Agreed. are just as funny as Aubrey Plaza. Oh no! If you get us or drunk, funnier. yeah, we're fun. We're funnier. Yeah, all of y'all agree because that's why you're fucking listening. That's true. If you don't agree, I don't know why you're here. I, I think I'm really pretty, so if you don't agree, you can fuck off. Ar- okay. Arguably, we are pretty funny. Okay, let's get to my fucking thing. Oh, my God. We're still <laughs> not even done with your set. Okay, segment. we're in 1191. Okay, yeah. so this is 100 okay. years windmills, after the... F- windmills just exist. Like, your super smart fucking white rich neighbor, <laughs> oh God. George... Just built a windmill. George Dewey Martin just and his wife, Channa Jones... <laughs> Just one up you. They just one up you by building a windmill. Yeah. So fuck you. And they're Mormon. And the third crusades like, are going on right now. <laughs> Mormonism hasn't even existed for like hundreds and hundreds uh-uh. of years, and they're somehow Mormon. Purgatory now exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're you living your best goddamn life. Oh my god. So wait, are you trying to tell me? That purgatory exists because windmills exist. Yes. That is a direct correlation. So windmills equal purgatory? Windmills <laughs> equal purgatory. They just go round and round and round. And you're stuck in the same cyclical Ooh. total movement. My God. You know what? If I you, you could have fun with that if you were like a crazy weird psychologist. It's like on the next Freakonomics episode. Totally. <laughs> okay. So um, basically, because we did so long on that like tangent we went off i'm just gonna explain this okay so We're basically historians. this like place is called mooshham or m-o-o m-o-o okay s-h-a-m mooshham mooshham castle in austria okay nice. it's also known aka the witch's castle oh shit fuck yeah bitch okay so basically what happens is this place is built in 1191 it's built on top of a roman a roman fortress an old roman fortress it was then seized by the French Archbishop of Salzburg about 1285. Jesus Christ, like 
it blows my like these people don't exist but they did okay. like it just blo- sorry i don't know why i'm freaking out about this movie because i'm drunk but like no i i just love history because it's like this is basically fantasy well history was <laughs> my favorite real. subject girl like in high school and college yeah because it was so like a mindfuckery thing okay i'm only gonna try to respond in the language i think they would have used <laughs> thou crazy <laughs> thou art fucking crazy thou art titties <laughs> That language. Okay, so windmills. Windmills. <laughs> that um, ought to windmill. So basically, from the 13th century into the late 14th century, the late 1300s, um, it's basically owned by these people. Um, and then, uh, under the rule of the Prince Archbishop Leon uh, Leonhard von Kruchnacht. Windmill. <laughs> um. Shout out to Hannah B and Peter for fucking three times in the windmill for all my Bachelorette fans out there. No idea. Okay. Basically, what I just said about the Prince Archbishop, dude, he just owned it in the 1500s. And then we move on to 1675 through 1690. Oh, man. So. We've, we've, we've gone through hundreds of years. We're skipping hundreds of years (laughs) because basically history, sometimes nothing happens to places because it's real life. Yeah. So. From 1675 to 1690, there were witch trials that were held at this castle, okay, that led to the execution of 139 people. Oh, shit. From 1675 to six, in 15 years, 139 people were tried and executed for witchcraft. That's crazy. So, Channa, what what do you think was the demographic, the main demographic of these people? Windmills. No. <laughs> Besides windmills. Just windmills. I don't know, Corey. Tell me. Okay. So usually most that were executed for witchcraft during the 1600s and the 1700s in Europe were w- women. Single However, women. most of these 139 people were male. <gasps> what? Among those who were executed, 39 were children between 10 and 14 years old. I don't give a shit about kids. 15, 53 were teenagers and young adults between mm. the ages of 15 and 21. I've been there. And then 113 uh, of those of those 139 were male. Okay, wait a minute. Hold your fucking windmill horses. Yes. So the majority of these people executed were men? Yeah. Not that were, women? That were literally executed for witchcraft. Yet, when you think of more modern witch execution stories you think of women but yet back in the motherfucking day it was men no no no. this is the same like when we think of witch trials happening in the 1600s and 1700s we think of witches we think of females this is still right in the heyday of that 1675 to 1690 yeah crazy yeah so the youngest of these people his name was hanerl um, and he was 10 years old, and the oldest was a woman, Margaret Reinsberg, who nice. was 80 years old. Nice. 109 were executed during 1681 alone. Whoa. <laughs> that was a fucking busy year. <laughs> that was a fucking busy ass year. They're like, somebody Are you comes a witch? in and they're like, we're cleaning this place up. We're redoing yeah. it. I have a vision. <laughs> like, someone rolled up and, like, Someone was wearing like a like a red fabric instead of a brown fabric, and they're like, "That ought to witch." They're like, "We're fucking killing all these assholes." They're like, "Oh, that that witch likes cats." <laughs> they like cats. Oh my god, that reminds me of that picture that I sent you. Oh, such a cute picture. I love that picture. 
Men. So interesting that so many of them were men. Yeah, is that interesting? Okay. Many of them were tortured and nice. some of them were and a good number of them were also burned. Most of them that were burned were burned alive. Some of them were all either dead already or passed out as well. And then other than being burned, a good number of them were hanged or decapitated. Ew. Uh, after some of these were also um before they were at ever tried and hanged or burned or whatever uh, a big thing like a big calling card of this whole uh, witch's castle thing is that these people had their hands cut off <gasps> and then after they had their hands cut off they were marked with a burning iron to <gasps> show that they were witches oh my god yeah this it, this goes on until as i said uh 1690 the place is turned over this castle's turned over to, to somebody else in 1790 and then in 1886, an Australian explorer and like you know rich ass bit you know dude who's fucking awesome shows up to this place and sees it in ruins because it's been abandoned for about a hundred years, and then just fucking buys it. So today you can go visit this castle, and it's private property. But if you pay to go onto the lot, cool. you can go into it and like see his collection of arts and shit like that. Cool. And stuff like that. So that's the history. So let's get into the haunting. And so I'm not really going to get into the haunting because it's just basic bitch shit of just like hearing whales and shit like that. But I'm going to go into like the detail, a little bit of details about like torturing and shit like that. Yes. So torture me. The methods of torture that they used to force the accused into confessing um, would be this. Okay. Windmills. Um, They would be, their hands would be cut off and then they would be burned with an ironing brandings, as <gasps> oh, I yeah. said before. You just said that. This would mark them as criminals. They did this because it would mark them as criminals for the rest of their lives. Um, If they were en- lucky enough to eventually escape the execution that most of them, you know, fell to. Or okay? live like back in when this is happening, if you cut off someone's hand, the chance of them I, living. Yeah. Slim. Yeah. I don't know what you do to survive after that, but motherfucking okay. slim chance of surviving. Yeah. Um, others were also just locked away in dungeons beneath the castle. Some were hung and others were decapitated, decapitated, as I said. Oh. Um, many of those accused of practicing witchcraft in the notorious Salzburg witch trials were also beggars and homeless children. So this is where we get a little political and real. Most of these people who died were beggars. Most of these people oh. were the homeless that nobody wanted to deal with or that were considered a problem. Oh, that's so sad. it is assumed that they were just, you know, pointed out as witches so that they could be, quote unquote, legally killed. Oh, that's that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's really fucked that's up. Sad. I mean, we do stuff like that today, though. Just we don't call them witches. That's true. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sad. Yeah. Um... Uh, people who visit the place uh, to the day today uh, report instances of being touched, feeling Ew. someone's breath on them. Oh, they hear banging hell. sounds or hear phantom footsteps or hear door slamming shut. Um, many also account seeing unexplainable floating white mists moving about the grounds and inside the castle. Um, uh, the current owner of the castle, Therista Wilzek. I think states the room called the quote unquote room of Tony. This is where, uh, this was the quarters of a man who was responsible for all of the torture. Oh. When people visit this room, they feel a dark presence and feel like they are being watched. And many have, con- uh, have reported seeing a dark figure standing in the corner of the room when they walk in. Oh my God. And there was even one person <gasps> who accounts conversing with this entity <gasps> 
that drove her insane <gasps> for months after she did so. Oh, my God. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, my God. Yeah. When people visit the torture chambers below, they have felt hands touch their hands and legs. Others uh, say that they felt a presence uh, come very close to them. And they, like, they felt a presence looking at them. And then on top of that, they felt it walk closer and closer to them, even though they can't see anything tangibly or feel anything or, he- or you know, hear they're just like, something's here. Oh, my God, it's getting closer to me. And then it gets closer. And then they're like, oh, my God, something's like right on top of me. But they like, Fuck you know, that. can't describe it any other way. Fuck that. Yeah. Also, down here, people have felt people breathing on them. Ew. Like that. Yeah. Um, down in this dungeon area, various EVPs have been re- recorded and um, shit like that. So there's also a, a fun little tangent or like epilogue to all of this. Uh, we are fast forwarding to the 1800s. I mean, okay, that was modern times, like recording all of that like spooky shit, but sort of like an epilogue to all the history. So in the 1800s, about 200 years after all this witch trials happen, many, many deer and cattle were found dead within the close proximity of the castle. Oh and residents of the castle and then people in a t- local town near it almost started rioting because they believed that the owners of the castle were werewolves. Whoa. <laughs> okay, that got random. Isn't that fucking crazy? crazy? That's just like a little cherry on top of the cake. They're like, and werewolves. Yeah, literally. Witches, witches, torture, and werewolves. And windmills. Yeah, so and windmills. So many motherfucking invented. Ws. This is like the holy trinity, the unholy W trinity. Yeah. Windmills. Witches. Witches. Werewolves. And werewolves. <laughs> Windmills and witches and the werewolves. Unholy oh, my. Trilogy. oh my god, and this windmills just reminds me of Frankenstein. Oh my god. Okay, so it's werewolves and witches and windmills. Oh my. Oh my god. Podcast title right there. Podcast title done. Damn. Thank you, Corey. Or you, Spy Hole. <laughs> I know, I can't decide. I'll ask I'll ask. And we people. still have my segment to get through. Okay, we done I'm done. My now, that was my spooky three hundred capsule segment. You I just like got it. triple penetrated. You're welcome. With windmills, witches, and werewolves? Oh, my. Yeah. Ah! Jesus, my thing's so bright. Okay. So, as Corey mentioned earlier today, we touched genitals. We fucked. Yeah. And we decided that Corey was going to talk about three supernatural stories, and I'm going to talk about three true crime stories. <sighs> so, since it's a Halloween season, I am going to talk about three murders that happened on halloween yes i love this because you know like what's better if than i what? ever have to be murdered do it on halloween i hope it's on goddamn halloween because you know like what's better than one murder two murders what's better than two murders motherfucking three, three murders. murders so here we what's go better than three murders it all happening on halloween so the first murder i'm going to talk about which which most of you guys are probably pretty familiar with because i heard about it but i just never really researched it i just Heard about it. Because, you, you know, when you were a kid trick-or-treating, you heard about this. It was the pix- the poison pixie Ooh. stick. Yeah. So it was a dark and stormy Halloween night, 1974. So this is real? This is in Deer Park, Texas, which <gasps> is a area in Houston. Oh, my God. You know That's why about? I've known about this ever since I was little. I knew about this ever since I was little. Oh, my God. That's scary. So Ronald Clark O'Brien took his kids, Timothy and Elizabeth, trick-or-treating around their neighborhood. No. Two other neighborhood co- kids were with them. 
Um, so they start out the night normal. I want to be a dad just to do this. You don't want to be a dad. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they went house to house, getting candy, having a great night. Just think of you that you're like stereotypical Halloween perfect night. Uh-huh. This is the 70s. So okay. Stereotypical. You know. Yeah, like, we're not scared of of 9/11. Yeah. Halloween exists. <laughs> Jack like, o' Lantern Line Street. Yes. Not like you don't really have fear yet. Like serial killers and like murderers and kidnappers were becoming a thing. Yeah. But like so we are it's scared. Halloween. It's pure. Yeah. So you know they went to neighbor to neighbor, house to house, trick or treat, smell my feet, give oh me something God. good to eat. I want to be a child and go. They finally got to one neighbor's house, rang the doorbell, and stood there and just waited for a few minutes. <gasps> The kids grew impatient, so they decided to move on to the next house. Ronald, however, stayed back. And Ronald remembers the dad. Um, he rejoined the group a few minutes later, and he said that the neighbor eventually came out and gave him some pixie sticks no. that were stapled shut to give to the kids. One by one, each of the kids took the 21-inch pixie stick and added it to their bag of treats. A random kid passed by. Uh, Ronald recognized him from a kid at the church, so he just gave that kid a, the last <gasps> pixie stick. That night continued on for about an hour or so, and then eventually all the kids went their separate ways back to That's their homes. so unlucky for that one kid. Timothy and Elizabeth, who were Ronald's children, they ran to their house. They ran to their mom, Diane. They just talked about all the fun they had with dad trick-or-treating. They told her about every single house, every single costume. Just you have... This memory in your head of running into your door and telling your mom about trick-or-treating. This is breaking my heart. Like, uh, yeah, this is... This, this gonna, is the saddest story I'm going to tell you right now. These three stories I'm going to tell you are going to break your heart. This is breaking my heart. So y'all know how, like, Corey makes us, like, not happy, but, like, pretty okay, and how I make you sad? Yeah, I'm going to make you sad tonight. Shit. But, okay, just... For, I just want everyone to take a minute. Like, close your eyes, unless you're driving, then don't close your eyes, and, like, stay open. But just imagine when you're 10 years old, you just got done trick-or-treating with your pillowcase with your friends. Oh you run inside to your mom and you're like, mommy, mommy, look at all these treats. You dump that pillowcase on your living room floor. You're going through all the candy. You're just talking about the whole night with your friends. You're so excited. And your mom says, okay, just like one piece of candy no. before you go to sleep. So Timothy, he picked the pixie stick. It was stapled shut. So he went to his dad, Ronald, and he was like, Daddy, can you please help me remove the staple? I really want this pixie stick. And Ronald was like, sure, son. Whatever. Removed the staple, gave the pixie stick back to his son. Timothy put the pixie stick up to his mouth, ate the pixie stick, and then he immediately said, Dad, it's t- it tastes really bitter. He's like, that's, like that's, that's weird. So he just put the sticky pix- pixie stick down. And then his dad went to the kitchen, made him some Kool-Aid, Gave the kid some Kool-Aid. The kid drank that motherfucking Kool-Aid. And he was like, Dad, like, my stomach is really starting to hurt. I really don't feel good. I don't feel good, Mr. Stark. I don't feel good. And he was just grabbing his stomach, and he ran to the bathroom. He just started projectile vomiting everywhere. And then he started convulsing. (gasps) Ronald just held Timothy as, as Timothy convulsed on the bathroom floor and then his child went limp in his arms he called the ambulance but on the way to the hospital timothy passed away this happened less than 30 minutes after timothy ate the pixie stick chenna you did not prepare me for the saddest thing you've done cause of death this is worse than the toy box get ready for the next story cause of death cyanide 
Oh, fuck. Did they save the other children? Uh, so let's just continue. So news spread across the entire town that someone this is crushing. passed out poisonous pixie sticks on Halloween to kill the children, and everyone went crazy. The town was in full panic mode. All of the candy was confiscated, and thousands upon thousands of pieces were turned into the police to check for poison. Meanwhile, Ronald and and the whole family is being investigated by police. And Ronald explained to them that the only candy that Timothy ate that night was the pixie stick. So police were like, okay, the pixie stick is the poison. So they called every single house uh. in that entire city. And they said, if your kid has a pixie stick, you need to turn it in immediately because we believe that is the candy that was poisoned. Now, four of the five pixie sticks were recovered by authorities from the other children, none of whom consumed the candy. Thank God. Now, the parents of that fifth child, that random child from the church that I mentioned earlier, no. they became I knew it. completely. This is a this is positive. So they became completely hysterical because they could not find the candy anywhere. They were flipping up pillows you know, peeling back wallpaper, looking everywhere for that goddamn candy stick. They ran up to their kid's room and they found their kid asleep in the bed holding the stapled shut pixie no. stick because he couldn't get the pix the staple out oh my of God. the pixie stick. So he wasn't able to eat the fucking pixie Chana's stick. Chana's making this up. No, I'm not. <laughs> so the candy was unopened. The parents got it out of their asleep child's hand and gave it to the police. So now police had all five pixie sticks and they sent them to the lab. So according to a pathologist who tested the pixie sticks, the candy consumed by Timothy, the kid that died, contained enough cyanide to kill two adults, Jesus. while the other four pixie sticks contained a dose dosages enough to kill three to four adults. Shit. Uh, they determined oh, that the cyanide okay. was just added to, like, the top part of the pixie stick and stapled He shut. just opened it up and, yeah. He just dropped the cyanide in. So police brought Ronald back into the room to question him. His story became suspicious because he claimed he couldn't remember which house he got the pixie sticks from or, like, what the neighbor even looked like. This was weird because Ronald and his kids only went trick-or-treating on two streets like it was a stormy halloween two streets that's like what like 20 houses max you know it was pretty easy for ronald to remember which neighbor gave him the pixie sticks that killed his son so it was kind of weird to the police that like he suddenly couldn't remember yeah and then the police found out that none of the homes gave out pixie sticks so they pulled ronald back in (sighs) and they're like hey ronald do you mind just walking us around the neighborhood to, to like walk us through your whole night so he walked into the whole night and then he got to the house you know that house i talked about where the kids just waited at the door no one answers they left and that was the house where then ronald stayed yeah he stayed he got the pixie sticks so he like pointed the house and he was like okay like that's the house like I'm, i'm pretty sure that's the house he claimed that he stayed at the door so the kids can continue on their trick or treating he said the owner of the home you know did not open any of the lights but he cracked the door open handed him five pixie sticks and quickly shut the door what the fuck he claimed to only see the man's arm which is described as hairy hot Hot. police looked into (laughs) the home the home was owned by a name by a man named courtney melvin courtney melvin was an air traffic controller at hobby airport and did not get home from work until 11 p.m on halloween night this happened way before 11 (gasps) p.m police ruled melvin out as a suspect because 
almost 200 people confirmed that Melvin was, in fact, at work. Thank God. So now the police knew that Ronald was lying. I mean, he's an air traffic controller. Yeah. So now, yeah. So now they knew no one in the neighborhood gave up pixie sticks. The house, no one was there. Ronald was lying. So they turned their attention fully to Ronald. So it wasn't long until police discovered that Ronald was over $100,000 in debt. And January in 1974, which is 10 months before Timothy, his son's death, he took out $10,000 worth of life insurance for both Timothy and Elizabeth. Sorry. Oh, my God. I I did shit. Hello. Okay. We're good. A few days before Halloween, he took out another $20,000 on each of his children. Oh, my God. The morning of Halloween, he killed the insurance company to find out how he would get the money in the event that one of his children died. Diane, Ronald's wife, had no idea life insurance policies were taking out anybody in the family, especially the children. Oh, my God. Now, after learning that Ronald had indeed visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween 1974, side note, he did leave without purchasing anything. After he learned that the smallest amount available to buy was five pounds, he decided that was too little. Um, Police theorized that he had laced the candies of the poison in an effort to kill children to collect their life insurance policies. They believed he gave other children the candy in an effort to cover up his crime, saying that another neighbor was responsible. So police started questioning Ronald even harder, but he said he was innocent. Police were like, fuck you, and they arrested him on November 5th for the murder of his son, Timothy O'Brien. Damn. He was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. He pled not guilty. The trial began on May 5th, 1975. During the trial, multiple people testified against him. There was a chemist. He was friends with Ronald. He testified that in summer of 1973, so like the summer, like a year before Halloween murders, he con- Ronald contacted his friend, the, chem- the chemist, asking about how much cyanide would be needed to kill someone. What the fuck? Next person who testified was a that chemical. That would be me trying to kill somebody. Yeah, I'm like, Google, how to hide bodies. <laughs> yeah. Next person who testified, a chemical supply salesman said that Ronald contacted him to purchase cyanide. Jesus Christ. You know, three to five to six other people, friends and coworkers <laughs> testified that in the months before Timothy, Timothy's death, Ronald kept on talking about cyanide and insurance policies. And then finally, both... Ronald's sister-in-law and brother-in-law testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, all Ronald could talk about was using the life insurance the, sorry, the life insurance money to go on a vacation. Are you kidding me? Hi, everybody. What's up? So we're interrupting the story really quick to let you know that we had a really big audio problem. So as you have realized by now, we have did not release this episode on Monday because Two thirds of my of my entire segment, uh, just gone. It's it just gone. it's gone. It's now in the ether. It's like an alternate dimension. Oh, yeah. It's there. So we are re-recording like the last two and a half episodes of mine, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so the audio sounds different. That's also because now we're in a different location. We're not we're, in my house anymore. Yeah, we're currently in the meeting room with Simone and S'mores. This Cute. is the second time I'm saying this because S'mores attacked. Because S'mores attacked Corey's computer <laughs> like two <laughs> seconds ago, and I hear her again. 
Um, okay, coming so coming back for a second. Let's jump into this. Let's get it. So, even with over five people testifying against him, Ronald O'Brien continued to maintain his innocence. Um, the the case and trial gained national attention, and the press dubbed him the Candyman. Ooh, okay, I remember that, yeah. On June 3rd, 1975, a jury took 46 minutes to find Ronald O'Brien. Ronald Ariana O'Brien. Grande. What? <laughs> it sounds like, almost sounded like you said Ariana Grande. <laughs> they found Ariana Grande guilty of uh, capital allegedly, murder. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and four counts of attempted murder. Goddamn Ariana Grande. <laughs> 71 minutes later, he was sentenced to death. Ooh. So during this, his wife filed for divorce because, like, obviously he, like, murdered her firstborn for oh, life insurance. Yeah. Her new husband later adopted Elizabeth, and he was a great fucking dad. Oh, so, yes. go him. Uh, <gasps> that reminds me of what? today when we were leaving the pumpkin patch. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You guys. Yo, there is love, and it exists. Yep. Yeah. Go, it was a good straight couple. It was like the most beautiful straight couple ever. And they just like were walking to the pumpkin patch. And then the guy just like looked at the girl with like such love. And then they kissed each other. Uh, like, we, we were driving by. I literally have tears in my eyes thinking about it. It was the sweetest thing in the it world. so cute. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this podcast anymore. So. Oh, he doesn't? No. He's not a fan. Mm. Pause for drinking. And then setting down glasses. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah, so. Yeah, it was so cute. In jail. Oh, man, you're right. We do say okay, so. Whenever oh, we say go. okay, so <laughs> all the time. Annoying. All the fucking time. All the fucking time. You just hate it. I hate myself. <laughs> okay, so. I'm just kidding. In jail. <laughs> I want to just say it uh-huh, now. I'm thinking uh-huh. about it. It sucks. Uh, in jail. <laughs> 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 In jail. in jail his fellow inmates hated him for killing children and um, he was constantly beaten up and threatened to be killed the inmates even petitioned to expedite ronald's execution because he was so hated whoa like all executions the date kept on getting postponed and finally on march 31st 1984 Shortly after midnight, Ronald O'Brien was executed by lethal injection. Damn. In his final statement, he maintained his innocence, stating that he felt the death penalty was wrong. He added, in quotes, I forgive all, and I do mean all, those who have been involved in my death. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. More than 300 people gathered outside the prison to celebrate his execution. They cheered and chanted, trick or treat. Nice. Trick or yes. treat. Yes, okay, I remember that. And they threw that. candy at the prison walls as Fuck he was yeah. getting killed. Fuck that bitch. So that is the Pixie Stick Murders. The Candyman. The Candyman. The stupid ass dad. Poison Pixie Stick. As I like to call him, if I had a penis, I would nickname it the Poison Pixie Stick. The Poisonous Pixie Stick. Okay, so now we're going to get sad. Okay. Like, you know how I love making us sad? Yeah. So I have two more we stories. We had too much fun already for Chana's segment. Yeah. We just had fun. <laughs> so we're going to take it down a few notches. Yeah, we're going to be sad. So now I'm talking about the murder of Lisa French. No. So it's Wisconsin, 1973. Okay. Lisa Ann French was a fourth grader who was loved by all. She had big, round, brown eyes and a smile that just lit up the room. Uh-huh. Her favorite holiday was Halloween. It was right around the corner oh and she was beyond God. excited to go trick-or-treating in her butterfly costume. Finally, Halloween arrived. The temperatures dropped. And her it got really cold. Costume. 
So she then decided to dress up as a hobo instead of a butterfly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because naturally, that's the progression, butterfly to hobo. To hobo. Um, that night, she quickly ate dinner. She dressed up in her hobo costume. She kissed her parents goodbye before running out of the house to join the neighborhood kids. It was 6 p.m. Her parents reminded her to be home by 7. Her parents never saw her alive again. <gasps> I remember this story now. It's sad. No, everyone it, get ready to get sad. It's a sad one. <laughs> Fuck, this one's horrible. Damn, it's so, it sucks we, record, we are re-recording this because your you, first reaction was my, so good. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, okay, so. Damn. Their neighborhood was just the classic Halloween neighborhood. Tree-lined streets, cute, spooky decorations. Every house was just lined with jack-o'-lanterns. Kids in their Halloween costumes running around with their little pillowcases, knocking on the doors. Just saying, like the echoing treat. laughter down the streets. Yeah, just think uh, of Halloween. Halloween. Like the memories you have as, as a kid. Pre-9-11. Yeah. <laughs> think of 9 <laughs> Yeah, think of... Not 9-11. Think of <laughs> Halloween. Uh, so the plan was for Lisa to meet a friend and head to the pumpkin place, which is an outdoor party held just right down the block. The block decided to hold a Halloween party for all the kids to keep them safe since kidnappings and murders were happening more frequently around the U.S. because this is the 70s. This is, like, the birth of, like, the serial Stranger danger. (laughs) A stranger danger, yeah. Lisa decided to stop at some houses on the way to the party. She made three stops. Her first stop was at her teacher, Karen... Oh, Bakken, Bukenyet's house. Bukenyet. Uh, Bukaki's house. Another was at the house of a classmate who lived right across the street. The final was Gerald Turner's house. Now, the family knew Gerald. He was super nice. He even rented out the other half of their duplex before deciding to buy a house on the street. Lisa even played with his baby. The family invited Gerald over for dinners. He babysat the kids. He, he was never a threat to anyone. I mean, hell, the whole neighborhood just loved him. Yeah. Gerald had a girlfriend. Her name is Arlene Peen. <laughs> Arlene Peen. Are you kidding me? Arlene Peen. Arlene Peen. Uh, and together they had a child. That night, Arlene took their kid. Arlene Peen took their kid to the pumpkin place. And then Arlene Peen uh, took Gerald the stayed behind to pass out candy to the kids. So Lisa walked up to his house. She knocked on his door. He opened it. She's wearing her costume. She looked at her family friend that she's known her whole life, and she said, trick or treat, just held out her pillowcase. He handed her some candy, and as she turned around to walk away, he grabbed her by the shoulders and just dragged her inside and slammed the door and locked the door. God damn it. He then threw her into his bedroom. He then proceeded to remove her clothes and violently rape her, and then he strangled her to death and put her nude body in a garbage bag. At 7.15 p.m., one hour and 15 minutes after Lisa left her house, um, Arlene returned home, returned to the home that she shared with Gerald, and she found him on the couch with the robe. He said he was sick, so she took their daughter and went to her mom's place to give Gerald some alone time. If she walked into the bedroom, she would have seen Lisa's dead, nude body. Mm. So she got home before she was thrown into a trash bag? She probably got home right after uh-huh. Because like this, this happened so fast. Like Lisa only left her house an hour ago. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, and like Arlene just saw her husband went to the pumpkin. Like that. Like she probably got home within you know fifteen twenty minutes of it Jesus happening. Jesus Christ. Uh, so after the time, Arlene. Hold on, sorry, I lost my place. After Arlene left, Gerald took the garbage bag that had Lisa in it, and he drove out to a farm about four miles away. He dumped the bag on the side of the road and drove away. 
Around the time Arlene left, Lisa's parents started to get worried. Lisa was 15 minutes late. So by 10 p.m., the neighborhood had heard one of their kids was missing. Was missing. Betty Wolfiel, yeah. she was like the head of the like kid child safety group, like the PTA. Cute. Like think of like neighborhood watch, but like freeze, children watch. She yeah. was like a, the head of this group. Um, she made calls to about 50 other block parents, telling them to turn on their lights and put signs in their windows. Um, police were called and they started an all night search for Lisa. The next day, over 5,000 people joined the community wide hunt for the missing nine year old. National Guard helicopters and, pl- and private planes circled overhead, and volunteers on horses rode through fields. Um, Land Rover vehicles scoured marshlands, and police um, dragged rivers and creeks. Mm. 6,000 copies of her school's photos were made and posted everywhere. Gas stations offered 25 gallons of gas free to anyone using a vehicle to search for the little girl. So it was a whole community search. Everybody yeah. was involved. Because everyone knew each other. It was just like this safe little town. Yep. And now one of their own's missing. A little nine-year-old on Halloween. Yeah. Two and a half days later, farmal, farmer Gerald Braun, he was on his tractor, returning returning home about 11.30 in the morning when he stumbled upon the two trash bags in the brush on the road next to his farm. He walked up what? to the bags. And Wait, discovered... it was just like left out on the side of the road? Yeah. Because he just because I mentioned it before that Gerald took the garbage bag and drove it to the farm about four miles away and just dumped it at the side of the road and drove away. Jesus Christ. So okay. the farmer who owns that land, he found Lisa's body, and this is what he said. It was the worst possible thing that could have ever happened, he said <laughs> on the phone. I saw that little girl, and I don't know how any man could do that. Damn. News spread that her body was found, and the community wept. Everyone attended her funeral. The family was just devastated. Oh. Police had a body, so then they needed a suspect. They interviewed every single person on the street, and then finally they talked to Gerald Turner. Gerald's description of the night was confusing and kept on changing. Investigators made him take a lie detector test, which he failed. Investigators kept on pushing him until he finally cracked. He confessed to her murder um, on August 8th, 1974. He told detectives that he was, in quotes, highly mm. sexually motivated when Lisa knocked on his front door for candy. Grabbing her and raping her wasn't planned. Jesus. He said during the rape, he noticed that she wasn't breathing. He tried to revive her, but couldn't. So then he decided to throw her in a garbage bag and deal with the body. He then drew a diagram of where he placed the bags with her body and the clothing. And then police also matched his DNA to the DNA um, that was on her in the bag. He was promptly arrested and tried for the murder of Lisa French. Damn. I know. It's just so ridiculous that he can just, he's like, oh yeah, I was was just really horny. So I did it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, where does that impulse come from i was horny so i decided to rape a nine-year-old girl i knew her whole life yeah like you fucker and like at the last second yeah it was just yeah i mean it's it's so fucked up gerald turner dubbed the halloween killer was charged with first degree murder however the jury found him guilty of second degree murder indecent <laughs> behavior with a child enticing a child for for immoral purposes and finally sexual perversion the judge gave him a 38 and a half year sentence oh my god and he began serving his prison sentence on february 4th 1975 so he gets out so 2014 he's, so he served 17 years of it before he was released for good behavior what the fuck? 
But there was such a huge public outrage about yeah, it. Yeah, fuck that fucker. And that he was then ordered back to prison. This happened multiple times throughout his yeah. sentence. Um, now, his mandatory release date was in February of 2018. Oh, 18. Oh, but yeah. the people of Wisconsin have been petitioning petitioning against it, um, against his release. He's still currently in custody, but could be eligible for parole soon. Damn. I know. How old is he now? Uh, I don't know how old he is. Like in his 70s? Uh, his to 60s? be completely honest, I researched this a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. So Whoops. I don't Next. remember anymore. <laughs> but um, he, he's fucking he's, he's old he shouldn't get out but still he fuck, shouldn't get out yeah, like he him. he knew this little girl he's 90 99 yeah he he knew this little girl her whole life she was just triggered treating like the most innocent act and he just she knocked on the door and he just decided to rape her like not premeditated no reason yeah he was just horny he's just horny that's his excuse i'm just horny so i decided to rape and kill her are you kidding yeah and i know uh like the autopsies revealed and stuff that they believe she died from shock, from the shock during the sexual, during the rape, um, which is, I mean, she's nine. And then uh, he like, you know, strangled her. Cause he, he should just, not be allowed to leave and, jail ever. I know. And well, I'm like, he's a child rapist and a child killer. So like yeah. jail has not been pleasant for him. Oh yeah. So he should stay there forever. It should, yeah. It should continue being unpleasant. Yeah. It's that. It, fuck him. Mm. Like the child murder and rape cases makes me so angry because like, like, rape and murder is so horrible already, but raping and murdering a child? Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, especially a child on Halloween who's trick-or-treating. Like, that's just the most, like, innocent child activity you could do. Yeah. And it's like... Like, she she had every right to be there, in a sense. Like, she had every right to just be trick-or-treating. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck him. And, like, you know how... Okay, like, just think about when you were a kid, and, like, you had all these adults that your family's been friends with for years. Mm -hmm. And so like you walk up to this person's house who, you know, like this person's in your ward. Like it's your mom or dad's like best friend. You're walking up to their house. So it's like, she felt the most safe walking up to his house. Cause it's not like you're walking up to like your weird neighbor's house. You're walking up to the guy. You hung out with their kid. It's like, you know them like, like he's uncle Gerald practically. Yeah. And then he does that to you. We had one, we had one house um, growing up that we weren't allowed to go to. Really? Yeah, and I would just always ask why, and they were like, because he went to jail, so don't go to the house. Ooh, what did so he I don't, do? I had no idea. I was a kid. I was Ooh. eight and nine. Yeah. I love those type of stories. Isn't that fun? I know. Oh, creepy. It's like, what do you do? He's like, oh, it's this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's literally him. He just moved to Houston, because this was in Texas, right? <gasps> no, that was last year. That yeah. was our last week, not year. Feels like a year. Okay. My last story. Yes. Lesbians. Halloween yes. and murder. Yes. yes. It was late Halloween night, 1957 in Los Angeles, California. Peter Fabiano and his wife, Betty from Mad Men. The Drapers. They were going to bed when they heard the doorbell ring. Peter thinking it was a late trick or treater walked to the door and he said, isn't it late for this sort of thing? And as he opened the door expecting a kid, <gasps> Betty heard a loud bang and a thud. She ran to the door. She found her husband lying in a pool of blood. Ew. She saw someone run to a car, and they peeled out of the driveway, and she called police and the paramedics, but it was too late. Peter Fabiano was dead. Ooh. It took investigators two weeks 
to identify Joan Rabel as a person of interest. Joan, Peter, Betty. Oh my God. <laughs> this is Mad Men. This is fucking, oh my God. This, <laughs> this is, is fucking Mad, Mad Men. Men. <laughs> did we realize that last time? I think we did. This is <laughs> Mad Men. Betty, Peter. Remember how like my last two or three episodes have had Mad Men names in it? <gasps> yes, they have. I think yeah. this is like a subconscious thing for me. So Joan Rabel, who is also in Mad Men, she worked for Peter whoa and she became close to betty whoa Whoa. in fact betty lived with joan when she was experiencing marriage troubles the two became close too close according to friends of peter's they were lovers i want to thelma and louise like mad men this is so this could be such a good fucking movie for you should want joan to just like fucking I don't know. She's just hot. Yeah. You should write this story into a movie because you could really dramatize it uh-huh. and make it so fun. I want a movie where she's just like a burlesque girl. Oh. And just like half the movie is her just doing fun burlesque shows. Right. And just being all cute. Yeah. And just beautiful and sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter was jealous of Joan and he begged for Betty to come home. Betty agreed, but there were conditions that she had to agree to. She was not allowed to see Joan or even speak about Joan ever again. <gasps> Joan hated that Peter separated her from her love. Aww. Uh, but she tried to tell the police that just because she hated him didn't mean she murdered him. She denied any involvement, saying she was home the whole night and her car was in the driveway was proof of that. However, one of Joan's friends told police that she let Joan borrow her car that night because Joan pretended to have car issues. Ooh. So even though they caught Joan in a lie, they didn't have enough to arrest her, so they had to let her go. About a month later, an anonymous tip was called in about a lockbox in a department store. Investigators looked into the lockbox, and they found a thirty-eight caliber gun, which, ma- which matched the weapon used to kill Peter. What the fuck? The lockbox belonged to Goldine Pizer. Goldine, Goldine, Goldine. Goldine, Goldine. Goldine, Goldine. Goldine, Goldine. Police brought Goldine Goldine in, and she confessed within minutes. She said, however, it wasn't her fault and that she was manipulated and put under a spell by someone to commit the murder. The person who manipulated was none other than Joan Rabel. What? Goldine and Joan were lovers! Goddamn. Joan has, like, a magical puss. Yeah, she does. When Peter separated Joan from Betty, Joan turned to Goldine Goldine for comfort. (laughs) She told Goldine Goldine that Peter abused Betty, so they had to save her. It didn't take long until murder became a favorite topic of theirs. Yeah. Finally, they decided to put their talk into action. On Halloween, Goldine Goldine dressed up as Robin from Batman okay. and put a gun in a brown paper bag. All Joan- I can see is Goldine, the Pokemon, dressed up as Robin yeah. with a gun. Good. Keep that in your mind. <laughs> Joan picked her up, and she drove her to Peter and Betty's home. They arrived around 9 p.m. and sat outside for two hours. Finally, at 11 p.m., Goldine Goldine walked up to the home and rang the doorbell and shot Peter to death. She ran back to Joan, and they sped off. The pair then made out. They had crazy yes. sex, and then they went their separate ways. Get it. Police arrested both Joan and Goldine Goldine for Peter Fabiano's murder. Joan pled not guilty while Goldine pled insanity. In the end, they each accepted a plea deal. Goldine's like, um, I'm a Pokemon. Can I go home? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Goldine, Goldine. Goldine, Goldine, Goldine. 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 <laughs> in the end, they each accepted a plea deal for second degree murder and they were sentenced to life in prison. Ooh. Anyways, how's your sex life? My sex life? So we were trying to remember our sex lives. Um, I remembered some of it. So um, last week, 
I we did so we record on Wednesdays right before Thursdays and Thursdays when we do queer horror. Yeah. Um. So that day we watched uh, The Conjuring, but there was so, oh and that's when I made the um the drinks the drinks were we drinking? Oh no, that was the last time that we were. Oh God. We've been drinking a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. So no. Yeah. So I made the drinks. Um. That we had the night that we recorded episode forty-seven. Yes. Um. Which was the uh, blackberry sage tequila Ooh, or margaritas. So good. They're really good. So I made them that night as well. Um, and then we watched. Uh, we should post that recipe on Instagram. Yeah. Um, no, actually, a couple of people took it that night. They were like, this is really good. And they took it and they used it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it was like we, we watched The Conjuring and then we ended up watching. Some people watched The Conjuring, too. And it was really annoying because there's a guy there that I'm oh, interested yeah. in. And then uh, one of the, another guy that was there was talking like the entire time. <laughs> And so the guy that I'm interested in, like, needed to go work in the morning. And so he was just like, this is one of his favorite movies, period. Good for him. And so, yeah, right. And so he, like, just went home because the guy was so obnoxious. That's so annoying. Yeah, it was really annoying. It it was nice, though. We were like, oh, wait, was that? No, I'll say that in episode 49. It's okay. Woo! (laughs) That didn't happen yet. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if we knew it was going to happen next? I know what what did we do that weekend I like I we, don't remember we did volleyball and I lost we lost um I believe that's when we went back to Kyle's house and it was Chris's birthday party and there was this really fun drunk girl there that had been uh had had like she had been pregnant and then had a, a newborn for a bit and this was like her first time drinking oh fun in like months 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 and so she was like super wasted, but she was like really funny. Like she was like a fun person wasted. Oh, that's fun. And the whole time she was like, what did y'all do tonight? And I was like, we played volleyball. And, and she's like, oh, did y'all win? And I was like, no. And she's like, how did you lose? You're 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> that's so and funny. then I was like, yeah. And there's like two other tall people on my team. She's like, how the fuck did y'all lose? She was pretty funny. That's funny. Um, I, th- I believe that was that, th- that weekend. I forget now. We didn't do anything as a friendship family, super Halloweeny, but I did go to the uh, Hocus Pocus. Oh, you did! Thing. So I went to a huge, beautiful drag show that was like a performance drag show. Um, they did. It was all Halloween theme. It was super spooky. We got super duper drunk. Um, what are you looking at? I'm drinking. Oh, you're drinking. I thought you like heard something. I was scared. Um, so we I got super duper drunk by like 2 p.m. Um, this thing was really cool. I forget what they're called, but they're drag they're drag performances, but it's like more a performance than just a drag show. So it's a little bit more formal. Like you can't go up and give them money while they're performing. You go up afterwards and give them money. Mm, that's cool. Um, I, I didn't know that. So I did it. And like <laughs> I went up and apologized. Afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And they're like, it's okay. It was Frankenfurter. Oh. And so I, he was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Just like, you know, just learn, I guess. And I was like, okay, yeah, sorry. Oh, cute. Um, they're They're very nice. That was it was awesome. We're going next year. It was it was great. It was really high well really well done. Um yes. everything was like good quality. Um and then we fi- finally finished D&D. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> so we finished our two and a half, two and two thirds uh years of our campaign. Um they won. They didn't die. They literally almost died and I gave um I gave Tyler's character he had to break his staff, which was like his character's whole arc, um, like his main yeah. weapon. He had to break it in order to like heal everybody up. It was like a mass heal Ooh. if he broke his staff. So thematically, like his character got rid of his only power um, <gasps> That's cool, in order Corey. to save. But everyone was like literally almost dead. 
except That's crazy. yeah like everyone was almost dead except for uh bakes's character daedrin Cool. yeah and everyone was like totally almost dead it was it was really cool so it actually turned up being like super almost like a tpk which is a total party kill mm. and yeah it was actually it was really fun and i mean really good that's cool yeah so that was my weekend i have i no, hope that was the correct weekend i have no memory of what i did <laughs> nothing i have no memory of this place it is just gone <laughs> nothing I, I know i worked a lot the week before nice uh, simone was sick yeah she was but she's doing better now. She yeah, had you went to the vet. Crazy diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I got in like a big fight with her vet. Went to a new vet. Mm-hmm. They got her blood work done. The blood work's not that great, but that's okay. And then she got super constipated. It's the opposite of diarrhea. Oh. But now she's finally pooping She's normally. pooping. She looks skinny. She's looking skinnier. Which we can't say that. Yeah, so she's okay. looking okay. I'm probably going to get some more blood work done in the next like two or three week- weeks for her to see if the levels have changed. And if they have yeah. it, then we get a test for some really scary shit. Yay. But now she's sleeping peacefully right next to us. But now she's just cuddling next to us. And she's been super duper needy and so cute. But yeah, mm-hmm. my whole week has just been work or just Simone drama. So it's it's been a week. Nice. But uh, yeah, so we are about to record uh, three more episodes <laughs> for you guys. And it's 8.50. We're going to be recording episode 49. We're going to be recording a Patreon. Patreon Tier 2 case file. And then Patreon Tier 3... Um, episode episode yeah so so fuck us so there you go if you want to hear the other two things we're recording join our patreon yeah oh my god also join our patreon because i was doing my patreon episode today and it's like fucking legit oh, my yeah. story is really cool mine's really good too. like it's fucking cool yeah we have some really good shit on patreon this yeah. is our fourth patreon episode yeah so yeah if you join now you get four extra episodes boom yeah bitch. amazing and on that note Anyways, how's your sex life? Bye, guys. See you on Monday.